Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD, your buddy on Twitter. You can follow me there. And this is the show where we go over, we, we go over a little bit of yesterday's slate. Last night's one hell of a slate. And uh, we talk a little bit about today's slate. It's a little, little smaller slate, five-game slate. But we are at the trading deadline. The deadline is, is sometime this afternoon. But uh, at least we only have 10 teams to worry about. So maybe this, like, magic news. I don't think we have to worry about that. The magic aren't playing today. Right? The magic. We don't have to worry about the magic. I know some of these teams we may not even have to worry about. Right? None of the trades that happen today may, they may not even affect uh, the, the, the 10 teams that are playing today. So, so hopefully... Hopefully we don't have shenanigans, but uh, if we do, uh, we'll, we'll, I don't know, we'll talk about it tomorrow, I guess. But, uh, but I see, see the people in the YouTube chat, you know, you know, you know, I love the people in the YouTube chat. They're the ones that keep my apple juice cold. You could do that by hitting the thumbs up button. Hit that dummy thumbs, hit the dummy thumbs. If you're new here, subscribe to the channel. Thank you. And uh, hit the notification bell to know when we go live in the morning, as well as Grinders Live. We have a whole bunch of shows. MLB is coming up, so we'll have Grinders Live for MLB also. So, like, coming up, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of videos on this channel, a lot of live streams. So hit that notification bell to know whenever we go live here at Roto Grinders. But I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Apocalypse, Meat Plow, Card Fan, Ronald Coley, Gerald Miller, Jeff Friedman, Brandon Dunn. I see you guys out there. And uh, Meat Ply was right. Yeah, Meat Ply said Blender was right to be concerned about last night. Woof. Yeah, I took last night off. That was probably the most profitable. <laughs> that was probably the most profitable decision that I made. I said, I said yesterday, I warned you yesterday that it's silly seasons. 11 games slate, close to the trade deadline. I didn't want to have to deal with it. I didn't, I, I just, I, I wanted to mentally take the night off. Just whatever. I'll monitor news. I'll see what's going on. So, so I, so, so I know what happened uh, and then see everyone tilted on Twitter because uh, uh, Harding got ruled out late. Right. And, uh, and, and, and then you played the nets and then they all stank, right? They all stank anyway. So everyone played the nets. And they, did, they didn't get there. We already have, we already have news. We already have news coming in right now. Watch bomb live on the show. Orlando is trading. Vucevic and Alfarukaminu to Chicago. So who are they getting? Who's them? Who the who the Magic getting? Who could they get? Are they gonna get Wendell Carter? Maybe. I mean, they, the Magic said that they, they're gonna need a decent amount of package. Yep, there we go. Sending Wendell Carter and two first round picks. They got. I mean, if they're trading boots, they're probably getting a center back. And Wendell Carter is a young center, so what, why the hell not? So there we go. We're right, right in the right, right live during the show. Is that going to matter today? Is Chicago playing today? No, Chicago's not even playing today. So it's not going to matter for today's slate. Maybe tomorrow's slate is going to matter. If they, I don't even think they'll be with the team the next day, I guess. But there, they're live, live on the show. Oh, and Otto Porter. Okay, does that matter? Is Otto Porter, is, is he washed? Is he dust? Is Otto Porter, I mean, he's young, right? So... So there you go. See, shenanigans happening already, but it doesn't affect today's slate. It doesn't affect today's slate, but yesterday's slate. Oh, what a, what a shit show yesterday's slate was. Good thing I didn't play, right? Yesterday's slate, if we go to the, I, I pulled up the, the Mega Millionaire, which was the two $2,500 contest, 33 entry max, million to first. Like it's, it was all like the, the people in the top were all like single bullets. Single bullets with 1% owned guys because like all the chalk failed. Like all of it. Like did anyone get there? Did anyone that was owing to get there yesterday? Did all those nets, because obviously if you swapped off and who got there on the nets? Joe Harris, I think played four minutes. Because Harden was out, you're like, okay, obviously I'm jamming in Bruce Brown, well, 25 points at 40% owned. Probably not going to cut it. Not Tyler Johnson. Nine and a half points. TLC was 70% owned in the Mega Millionaire. 20 points. I mean, he was cheap. So, like, it was okay. He didn't need him. But, like, Wall, Oladipo and Porter were out. So, people flocked the Wall. Nope, sorry. 36 points. 
uh, that we got Sexton was out earlier. So, oh, we got to play Jetty Osmond. Ah, he didn't care, right? 15 and a half points. And then if you paid up, right? So, okay, I'm going to pay up for, I'm going to pay up for Luca. I'm sorry. Luca dud. I'm going to pay for Giannis. Nope, doesn't matter. (laughs) Jokic, 41. Amp, snowflake. (laughs) Who got there? Capella got there, right? Porzingis got there. Because uh, if Luca didn't, probably probably Porzingis did. I mean, who got there? I mean, look at this winning lineup here. 313, winning a million dollars on 313 points. But even some of these guys, I mean, it's like like Bogdan only had like five and a half X. Grayson Allen, I mean, seven X. Jamal, it's not like Jamal Murray crushed. He only had 36 points. I think maybe you needed Garland at 43, Capella and Porzingis. I mean, it looked like Joe Val didn't get, I mean, like, these aren't like 7X scores. He had both Bogdanoviches in there. I mean, the double, the double Boyan. That worked. But I mean, like the next lineup. Chioza, okay, okay, he got there. If he played the backup point guard for the Nets. He had Charlie, George Nyang. Nyang. And he only scored 15, 17 points. Second place, second place had George's, George's, George's Niang and TLC, which was, it didn't even matter. Fox, okay, but he did, that's not even a 7X. Like, who scored well yesterday? Kawhi? Just in relation, Kawhi and De'Aaron Fox and Trey Young and Capella, just because, you know, all the studs, all the 10K guys just dudded. Who's the third? Kemba? Okay, Kemba had a decent, okay, that's close to 7X. Larry Nance? Okay. Sexton was that okay? He played Nance. He burned a couple of people. He burned a couple of slates. People played him and didn't get there. Siakam, 3% owned. Marketing. I mean, you didn't need him. So I'm just trying to figure out who the hell did well yesterday. Or what players did well. I mean, we don't look at these scores and go 307. That's well, that was a high score yesterday. So probably you needed Capella at 11% owned. Seemed like he was the only the, the highest scorer on the slate. Did, did anyone score higher than him? 53. I mean, you would have to assume it's in some of these lineups. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the to the large field, the shoot around. So this is a you know a lot more entries. Let's see if we can get there. They've been having trouble with results DB this morning. A little bit. Yeah, it looks like Capella's the high score. Unless someone else scored and I don't realize it. OG. Okay, OG had a game. Garland, Monk. I mean, he scored enough points, but kind of an odd slate where all the chalk, like like all the chalk fails. Like all of it does. Like how did, like all, like literally all of it. It's not like one of these things where it's like, okay, like a couple, couple of guys dud. And, uh, and, and if you don't have those guys, okay, you're fine. But you still played 30, 40% on some other guy and he did well, but not. I mean, no one got there. Halliburton, did you consider that getting the Claxton? What would happen to him? He was crushing and then no, Harden's out and no, the, the, the Nets just died. Christian Wood didn't get in and nope, he didn't get there. I mean, none of these guys got there. Osmond, Wall, Luca, TLC. Weird, but it happens. If you were ultra contrarian yesterday, you could have done well. But still, where do you go? I mean, you had to fade every. You had to fade all the all the all the good projected players. Like that's that's how you had to do. Jeff Friedman says, "Love the show. I've had I've had for me a few big hits over the last week. Thanks for the help." Well, thank you. Probably not yesterday. I mean, you just bang bang your head against the keyboard, and you probably had you probably had a better lineup. It's one of those days. Hutch boy said he made profit in cash last night with a two oh two oh six two oh six made it in cash games. It, it, really, was it that low? Let me let me go back here. Do we have do we have double ups? I know they had they didn't load everything in. We had the two fifty double up. Okay, let's take a look at that. Yeah, you would have scored. Yeah, if you scored, if 
the cash line for the 250 double up with 36 entries was 198.75. Wow. Get a slightly bigger double up. Let's see. $5 double up, but that's a multi-entry, I believe. Yeah. I don't want the multi-entry ones. $25 double. No, that's is that that's still a six max. Now we're just going with the let's just take a look. Let's take a look at the five dollar double up. Cash line was something. Ownership. Luca. TLC. Wall. Brown. Osmond. Tyler Johnson. Christian Wood. Oh, Kyle Anderson was 34% on. Claxton. I mean, look at these scores. Look at all the chalk. Jammed in all this stuff and pff, sorry. Yeah, but it, it, the, the DFS is a game of, of relative value. So it's like, oh, well, I, Luke only scored 29 points. But if you were playing a cash, you know, double ups, cash games and 86% on, he didn't kill you. He didn't kill you at all. So it's just in relation. I mean, but still, we see, look, look at me, single bullets, single bullets in this multi-entry one. A lot of people with names that we don't recognize won yesterday, which is fine. Let them win. Bang against the, bang the head against the keyboard and you get there and all the chalk fails. So be it. That's what happens. But that, that's why you don't have to worry about the, like the raw score. Oh, I only scored two hundred six. Well, how much? How much did everyone else score? If everyone else scored worse than that, who cares? You only scored two hundred six. It doesn't matter. We don't have results to be for Fanduel, so I don't know what what happened over there. I mean, it's just, I would assume the same the, the same type of uh, the same type of type of lineups. I mean, the same same type of projections. Man, you don't see that often when you when you when you have like like even the shoot around the 150 max like up here. Yeah, can't stop beast mode, just like just destroyed the slate. What was his exposures in, in this? He had 20 entries in this. Let's take a look. Can't stop beast mode. Oh, pretty much I mean, essentially he played the same lineup a bunch of times, except for like a he locked in one, two, three, four, five, six. He locked in seven guys. And then had a couple of whatevers. So he had barely any differentiation between his lineups. So he just locked in. I'm going to have 20 lineups and I have all of them with Boyan and Bogdan. And Capella and Krista. I don't know. Is he from the future? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was trying to figure out. It's like, did you know, how do you get there? Well, lock it, lock in all the guys that score and then hope all the studs fail. Okay. I don't know if that's reproducible. Right, even Danny Ohms, he's the top 150 maxer. See, I mean, there you go. Here's a more diversified portfolio. He still had plenty of TLC and Bruce Brown. He still had plenty of the chalk, but he just happened to have a lineup coming in third place. Yeah, so he still had Brown here. He's still at Halliburton. Okay, and that wasn't bad. He went with more of a balanced build. Like, yeah, if he went with a balanced build yesterday, you probably did much better than going with the stars and the scrubs. None, none, none of the stars succeeded. None of them. Like, none of them. But yeah, if you can get lucky, I can't stop beast mode, then God bless you. I can't do that. <laughs> Joel Lampy says, Luca almost went the whole half with no points. Yeah. How did that happen? Were there a lot of blowouts yesterday? I mean, I mean, I was I was marginally paying attention to it. I was getting the Roto Grinders notifications, which you could do for free. I don't know if you know that. Download the Roto Grinders app from the App Store. If you're on iOS or Android or whatever, download the app. You can go in there and you could set notifications for any sport. And you will get the notification. Anytime there's breaking news, you will get it. You will get a notification. You set the sound to be and you get it. So I always leave those on. So I knew that. Oh, even though I wasn't playing, I knew Harden was out. I knew what was going on. 
But that's what you should be doing, especially in NBA. You can send important messages or whatever news that comes in. So you don't have to monitor Twitter. Our news team does that for you. So you don't have to worry. Oh, it's hardened in, it's hardened in. No, you just wait. Did a notification come in yet? No, then, then there's no news yet. You don't, have to, you don't have to stress out about it. Joe Wheeler asked, do you use the correlations tool in premium in your research? No. I've explained the reason why before. Those correlations are based around when one person scores points, another person scores points. It has nothing to do with their individual ceilings. So I don't care play-by-play type of scoring correlation in basketball. Two players could be extremely correlated to each other when they both hit a median outcome. So like Trey Young and Clint Capella could both have a good, strong enough, somewhat of a correlation when Trey Young scores 45, Clint Capella scores 42. Right? And that would be positive correlation. But I mean, those are scores when they're both, when, when Trey Young's 9K and Capella's 7,500, like they're not going to win you a GPP with those scores. So yes, yes, those points are correlated to one another, but it says nothing about their ceilings. When Trey Young scores 65 points, how many points does Cabela score? That's, that's the correlation that I'm looking for. Most of those correlations are weak. So I don't care if they buy oh, 50 and 40. Oh, that, no, I need to know. I, I want to have, I want to have lineups that have seven X, eight X scores in them. Can they both eight X at the same time? That's the correlation I'm looking for. So that's why I don't find that tool to be exceptionally useful for GPPs, especially. Benjamin's just St. Germain been watching you for about a week now. Well, thank that you knew. Thank, thanks for subscribing. Hit the thumbs up button. What is my background? My back, my background's a uh, green screen. That's technically my background. I'm assuming you're talking about, about from just in life. I play poker. I was a professional poker player for five years. Web developer, digital marketing, business analytics. I worked on Wall Street as a, as a front-end web developer for a bunch of stock trading sites back in the dot-com boom. On Latin, in, pro, in languages that no one uses anymore, like Perl and Cold Fusion. SQL is still used, so you can still use SQL. That's not a programming language, but whatever. So that's what I used to do. And I was always, a, you know, I was in honors math and everything, and so, you know. Nerd, computer nerd. So yeah, so that's my background. And I always and I always played games well. Does that does that help you? Let's see. Marco Sabad, Blender and Lineup HQ. How do you build lineups for different scenarios before projections change if a guy is ruled out after lock? Well, you have you build two builds. I mean that, that. I mean, I mean, legitimately, that's that's what you do. So you make all you make all your adjustments. You do all the all the work here. You build, you know, you build whatever, right? You get your build. You finally get something you like with whatever scenario that you're in. Then you save that CSV, or say just leave the build, rename it, say you know whatever. This is the this is the this is the with Harden build. Or a hard, let's say you had harden in, right? As an example, this would be your harden in build. But let's let's use an example for today, okay? So let's let's let's. I'm just making up a scenario. Don't don't take this as whatever. Let's say Kawhi was out. Okay, let's say he's questioned. Let's say we don't know. I'm not I'm not saying that's happening today. So don't take it. We don't know. There's nothing on the injury report. There's nothing that says that Kawhi is going to sit today. So I just want to highlight that. But let's say there was. So this is this is one with Kawhi in it, right? Because I just ran the projection. So I just go Kawhi in, in, rename it, and there you go. There's my build for that. And then I'd go back in the player pool. I now change all of whatever I need to do, bump up guys manually, 
myself, exposures at least or whatever, build, and then build and have my build and rename it, so, you know, Kawhi out. There you go. Now I'm just sitting there waiting. We're getting news before lock or something. Now I have two builds that I could export to. If you want to do it that way, you can do it that way. Another way to do it is by, we have the setting button here. You could choose to have cloud storage or browser storage. Okay. When you're on cloud storage, that means Roto-Grinder servers in the cloud, up in the air somewhere, mystically. It saves everything across all your devices. So I could close my browser. I could close. I could go go on my phone, and it'll. And as long as I'm logged into Roto-Grinders, it's gonna my, my line of page view is gonna look the same. I could open up another computer. I could go. I could go. I could go to the library. And log into Roto-Grinders and see exactly my lineup base view. As it is with all the settings and all the exposure, all the, everything. Because everything is saved in the cloud. So if I get power, if the power goes out right now, I can still like it's still, everything is still saved. Now, if I switch over to browser storage, that means it's stored in the browser itself, in the browser cache, all your stuff. So if you switch over to browser storage and you accidentally close your browser, all your, all your work is gone because you load it back up and nothing's saved in the cloud. So if, if you use browser storage and you go to another device, it's not going to be there. It's going to be whatever is in that browser. But if you, if you want to use browser storage, then you need browser storage so you could have two browsers open. Not two tabs, two browsers. So if you're using Chrome, open up Safari, open up Firefox. Is Internet Explorer still around? I don't know. I guess you could open up that also. Open up NCSA Mosaic from back in the day. I don't know. I don't think you could do that. Netscape. Well, we could just name all the web browsers from back in the day. We could open up a second browser and then do whatever you want in that browser. So instead of having two builds and two and have to reset stuff and do this type of thing, just have two. Yeah, you could. Do all your stuff one way in one browser and do a whole different type of stuff in the other browser. Just realize it's not saved to the cloud. So if you if you exit out your browser, you're dead. Nothing gets saved in the browser itself. Because if you leave cloud storage on and you open up another browser, since it's saving to the cloud, everything that's in Chrome is also going to be in Safari and Firefox or whatever. You can't use cloud storage if you want to do it that way. I've done it that way before. A lot of times I was I was making, you know, different build rules for one slate versus another slate, and it was easier to just use browser storage. I believe with the upgrades that are coming this week or early next week with Lineup HQ, we're going to be tying your settings and your exposures and everything to a slate. So you could then work on, like if you wanted to move between like the the main slate and the late slate, like you could have two different settings, like your build rules. Like your build, like these build rules, a lot of times, you know, most they save, like if if I go to FanDuel, they'll be the similar build rules. So if I want to have them separately, when they're now, once, once we come out with the update, and they're tied to a slate, it'll be much easier for you to do that. So you wouldn't need to use two browsers in order to do that without any confusion. But you can, if you want, if that makes it easier for you. I mean, that's what I would suggest you do. If you're like, oh, I'm going to make a whole, one completely separate, different setting build here and a completely different, I, I would say, use browser storage and use two different browsers. That would be the easiest way to do it. So you could save your work in both builds. The way that I showed you before with the save in the here, obviously I'm putting in a whole bunch of settings for the Kawhi in, and then I have to change it all for Kawhi out. So now can I go back to the Kawhi in settings? No, because I already moved everything. So if you want them separate, you'd have two separate browsers. So I, ho- I hope I hope that explains the best way to do that.
Michael Lingenfelter. Thanks for your latest podcast. Yeah, if you want to, I, I have a theory of DFS podcast. It's a free podcast. It's separate from the course. You can subscribe on iTunes to that. Just search for theory of DFS. I do it every Tuesday or so. Every once in a while, it's a different day, but once a week. And they're long podcasts. They're an hour and a half to two hour podcast. And they're basically discussions with other professional DFS players to some extent. Like real discussions. Talk about strategy. Talk about playing for a living. So you have, you have, you have some tactics. You have you know, mental, mental stuff. Everything. Alex Santi was on this past one from a Tuesday. But that's what Lingenfelter. Lingen Lingenfelter said. Thanks for your latest podcast. One long session. Very timely when losing 15% of bankroll over the past four days. Newer to DFS and first rough swing I've seen this year. Still up, but thinking long-term. That's right. It's just like the stock market, right? The stock market's doing badly today, right? But you're investing long-term. I'm going to be keeping those stocks until I retire, until 60, 20 years from now. Oh, it goes down 10% today. Oh, okay. Look at any 20-year period for, you know, any type of decently diversified portfolio in the S&P 500 or something. Like your, your, your average return is like 7 to 10% a year. But some years you may be down. But if you think in terms of the long-term, long time horizon, you're good. Don't worry about it. Lose your password to your trading account. And then find it 20 years from now. You'd probably be better off. So it's very similar to DFS. Oh, I've had three losing days in a row. Oh, <laughs> grind me a river. I've had plenty of those. I've had $30,000 downswings. That's normal. And my downswings are probably smaller than some other people's downswings. I'm a nit. I'm a nit and I have $30,000 downswings. There are people that, you know, there are professionals that have six-figure downswings. Near seven figure downswings. I've seen some roto trackers with one million dollar downswings, and by the end of the year, they're up. They're up. They're up at the end of the. They're literally they're up at the end of the year. They've shown a profit at the end of the year. That's why bankroll management is very important. You have to. Can you survive a million dollar downswing? Well, I mean, I don't have the bankroll to survive that. So only playing a small percentage of it in relation to the edge that you have. And if you don't know your edge, that means you've got to be a little bit more conservative. Brendan Kegel says, I'm late. Oh, you're late. Oh, Brent, Brendan's late. Uh-oh. What are we going to do to the late people? Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the, hit it, can't hit it multiple times. Hit once. Did I talk about the Millie Maker review? Yes, I did. I talked about can't stop beast mode who banged their head against the keyboard and won apparently. Mock Lovin went 0 for 33 and lost 100, uh, lost $82,000. Yeah, that downswings happen. Uh, Jeff Friedman, do you make lineups deliberately to have lots of late game players in order to late swap? Typically, I don't have enough spots left to do anything awesome with late swapping. Well, it depends on the right. Brandon Dunn. There you go. Brandon Dunn has the answer for you. He's already answered. Depends on the slate. If you see value in it, then do it. Doesn't have to be in all your lineups. You're like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna punt some of the decisions to later to see what happens. You can do it. Eric Bifor talks about that a lot on the Four Factors blog. It's a premium article that he does Monday through Friday. Late swap is big. But sometimes you get burned because there's nothing to late swap. Then you're just like, I, I, I expected possibly something to happen and, and nothing happened. Orlando's making moves. They're making moves. Evan Fournier is uh, going to the Celtics. For two second round draft picks, apparently. Do they need Fournier? Is that what the Celtics need? Is he going to start? Do they need what? What is Fournier going to do for them? I mean, I guess off the bat, I mean they don't necessarily have the strongest bench. 
So they already have Kemba. They have Smart. They have Brown. They have Tatum. What's Fournier for? I don't know. A six-man. You know, yeah, okay, scoring off the bench. I, I could see that. Let's go through some YouTube chat some more. They're talking amongst themselves. That's fine. Right, even now, Alex Santi's in the chat talking about downswings. He says, I lost $60,000 over three NFL weeks and lived on because of bankroll management more than any DFS skills I have, right? I've never had a $60,000 downswing, but Alex plays, plays higher stakes than I do. Right, and Michael Lingenfelter says, even when there's a ton of value, like late, like in last night's Brooklyn game, you could still get burned because the value just doesn't hit. Right? How does no one from the Nets get there? Didn't that didn't some dude that's not even in the player pool get there? Elise Johnson? Wasn't there some controversy yesterday? I saw it in my Twitter timeline. That Elise Johnson Elise Johnson was on the Raptors as of like four days. Like he came to the Nets four days ago. And DraftKings had him in the player pool, but on the Raptors. Did I, do I have that right? Elise Johnson was 0.12. Yeah, but he wasn't even, he wasn't getting points because he was, he was, he was on, he was in the, in their player pool. He was on the Raptors and not assigned to the Brooklyn Nets. But he scored like 50 fantasy points or something, right? I never even heard of the guy. I saw that in my Twitter timeline. What the hell is going on? Who's Elise Johnson? I just saw someone complaining that for some reason, I mean, I apparently 0.12%. Okay. How many, how many people are in this contest? 23,530. 23,530 is the amount of entries. And he's 0.12% owned. 0.12% That's what? That's 28 lineups. Am I getting that right? Yeah, 1%, 0.12%. Yeah, it's like 28 lineups. How'd that guy end up in 28 lineups? That still seems like a lot of lineups. I was expecting, oh, maybe he's in five lineups. Like, no. 28 lineups had Elise Johnson getting zero, even though he scored 50. On FanDuel, I think he was he was, he was was on the nets on FanDuel. But I'm, I can't look at FanDuel and results DB. How do they rectify that? I'm assuming DraftKings has to credit. I mean, like, come on. I understand when a guy moves like, oh, they put up this little note that says, so-and-so's been traded to the whatever. He won't accrue points, so don't play, don't play him. Lee Johnson's been on the nets for, what, four days, apparently? They didn't move. They didn't, well, because he didn't play. I mean, someone forgot. I mean, who would have known? Is this his first minutes of the entire year? I've literally, I've never heard of this guy. Is he a ghost? What happened there? Brendan Keagle says, Elise was available on FanDuel, at least, on, on the late night slate anyways. He didn't play the main. Okay, so the late so the late night had a smaller player pool. So then he could understand why someone just, I don't know, fat-fingered Elise Johnson? I mean, I don't know. Someone's from the future. Benjamin St. Germain says his family probably put him in. <laughs> still 28 lineups. That's that's still a lot. Unless people would just like, I'm stacking the nets and just to, to whoever, whoever happens to show up, shows up, I guess. So what's gonna happen with the magic now? What's up? What's what's up with the magic? Didn't the weren't they looking to get rid of Aaron Gordon? I thought Aaron Gordon was the one that was gonna be traded. And it turns out Vooch and Fournier are gone. So what's their team going to look like now? Terrence Ross, I guess, right? Aaron Gore, who's going to start? I mean, they, they still have Cole Anthony out. 
you have Michael Carter. Okay, so it's a starting lineup is going to be what Michael Carter Williams, Carter Williams Ross, Ennis, I guess Gordon and Birch, <laughs> Birch or uh, Tank and Tank and teams Tank and teams. I mean it's Tank season, SZN Tank season. Well, that's going to be one hell of a team, right? Maybe they should get Elise Johnson. Trade for him. Or Wadge is saying, oh, okay, okay. Anthony Rodriguez says Wadge says that Gordon's going to be next. So now what is this team? That basically, what's Terrence Ross and the G League All-Stars? And it's not like Terrence Ross is all that good. Oh, Wendell Carter. Okay, you're right. They got Wendell Carter and Otto Porter. I forgot. I forgot. That's how that's how bad I, that's how little I consider them. Right. So Wendell Carter will start. Okay. And Otto Porter, I guess. So they could run, they could run what? MCW. They may keep Ross on the bench. Off the bench, maybe. MCW, Ross, Gordon, Porter, Carter. I mean, it's still, it's not great. It's still not great. But then you have uh, Vooch on the the Bulls. That's going to be weird. Do you think Vooch's value goes down? I think it does. With Levine on the court? I mean, that's much different than having Fournier and Fultz, you know, when he was healthy or whatever. Like, Vooch was... Which took the usage, but I I, th- I think it was going to have lower usage on the on the Bulls. I think I don't know. Is he going to be a nine thousand dollar player on DK? I don't know. Shannon Lambert says, "Haven't they been tanking all season?" I mean, they they pseudo tank, right? They pretend to want to win, and then they kind of don't. Brandon Kegel says, "People says Lonzo may go to the Bulls. Why?" What are the Bulls doing? So you can have Lonzo, Levine, Vooch. I mean, I guess that's not that hard, that bad of a team, I guess. We got news that Peyton's in, probable belt bullocks out today. So we're getting news already. So far, these trades have nothing to do with today's slate, right? Like, is anything going on with anyone that's on today's slate? Like, that's all I care about. It's DFS. Who cares about the actual... I don't even know the records of these teams. I don't even care. Portland, Miami, Washington, New York, the Clippers, the Spurs, the, the, the Sixers. The Sixers going to get someone? But if they get someone, I don't know who, who they trade. The Lakers, the Warriors, the Kings. I don't know. I don't know if any, any trades are going to even affect anyone today. Looking at today, I mean, looks it looks like I mean, value wise, kind of thin. Taking a look at the optimal, I mean, but it's still pool. George, Batum, Batum, ugh, Clippers. I guess are we playing Clippers tonight? As of right now, it looks like it against the Spurs. We go back to Wiggins. That last game was awful. Wiggins, pool, yeah, great. But they're playing the Kings, so that may not be that bad, right? That game may that game may feature the worst defense in the entire slate, right? Totals at 225 or so. I'm assuming that'll be a chalky game. But we never we don't know. We don't know. What's gonna happen? We have no idea what's gonna happen today. I don't even know why I speculate on what what the oh, we're gonna be playing this guy. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Joe Lampy wants to shake the slate up. Why? I'm tired of the shake the slates turning on the flipping on its head. The slate has been flipped on its head. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of constantly being in that that mode of like, what could happen? Who's going to get ill? Who's going to sit for no reason? Who's going to DNP? Who's going to play four minutes for no apparent reason? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. 
You know what happens? You know what comes in seven days? Baseball. And then it's baseball forever. Then eventually, by like the end of July, gotta get sick of baseball. But you don't get sick of baseball for the same reason that like you get sick of NBA. NBA is just constant, constant shenanigans. Feels like you like you have ADHD. Baseball, you just like you just almost feel like 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 time has stood still. Like it's just slate after slate after slate. It feels like you've done the same thing. Like, like when's the last time I did something different? Like that's what baseball is. That that's a grind. Because nothing changes. Not real. I mean, you don't get the excitement of, oh, this guy's in. Oh. It's kind of like, okay. 12 game slate, 13 game slate. Up. These pitchers up. Right? Stack this team. Just over and over and over and over and over again. It's kind of like a routine. So maybe, maybe I'm looking forward to that. As opposed to basketball, where at any point you have to like change all of your lineups and then do that five times a night, possibly. Right, Alex says, yes, you're right. September baseball has some, some shenanigans, yes. They, 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 the roster limit increases. They see some, you know, starters coming out of the, you know, minor leaguers and, you know, they, they give playing time to, to, to other guys. And yeah, okay, I could see that. But they'll, t- typically by the time September baseball comes around, NFL's back and I'm more concentrated on that. That's fine. Joe Wheeler, do you see more overlay in cash or GPPs? Probably GPPs. Depends. I mean, the sites do a pretty good job at, at sizing their contests. Probably closer to lock, like five minutes, three to five minutes before lock, you could find a little bit of overlay in cash games. You may find some double ups that are, you know, it's a 23 man double up and it's I'm one minute to go and it's 15 to 23. And maybe it only fills 20 instead of 23. Like something like that. But sometimes they don't size them that. The, the, the GPPs, sometimes the second GPP, like they put up a $15 GPP and then that fills, then they add a second one like two hours before lock and then that one doesn't end up filling. It's not all over the place. I mean, it, it, you have to look for it. It's not, it's not easy. And a lot of times you don't find it. It's just a little here or there, rake reduction here and there. Sometimes on FanDuel, you have the satellites. A lot of the satellites on FanDuel overlay. A lot of them. So if you don't mind going for tickets and stuff, building upside lineups. So, you know, it's a, one ticket, there's, you know, 30 people. It's a, it's, 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 it's a contest that's supposed to have 30, but only fills with like 16. But it's winner take all because it's just one ticket. I wouldn't necessarily consider putting your cash lineup into that type of contest. I mean, you could. More likely to build a little, a little bit, a little bit more high variance lineup. But still, the overlay, like it, it overlays by 20, 30, 40%. If you don't mind going for tickets, that's perfectly fine. And typically, that's the only time that I do play satellite. If I could afford the event, if it's part of my bankroll to afford the, the the contest that I'd be putting a satellite into, why am I paying a rake twice? So satellites are raked. So if it does fill, you're paying rake for the satellite and then that entry fee, that's being raked. So I don't want to be double raked. So if I can't afford, if I'm, if I'm, if I, I'm going to say can't afford, I can't afford, if I'm not going to play the thousand dollar, whatever, GPP, the 888 or whatever, as it is. Why am I playing the satellite full? I'll play the satellites if they overlay. Sure. But they don't overlay. I don't see the point. If I wanted to play the 888, I'd just play the 888. I could do it. Anything else going on in the trading deadline? No, nothing. Nothing's going in. Nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. You're keeping my apple juice cold, though, right? I think so. Let me feeling. Yeah, hit that thumbs up button. 
Thumb me thumbs, subscribe me scribes, notification belly bells. I don't know what the, just tap around. Tap around, tap around all you want. So we have a five-game slate tonight. As of right now, looks like looks like a little bit of the Warriors, a little bit of the Clippers. Paul George looks a little bit underpriced. On DraftKings, let's take a look at FanDuel. You still get Poole. You get a little bit of my Barnes, Halliburton, still Wiggins, Draymond Green, Zubac. Yeah, it looks kind of similar from site to site. We don't know. We don't know who's sitting, who's not out, right? Who knows? Didn't the Kings get someone yesterday? What happened? Corey Joseph, for where, where did he go? What trade am I thinking of? Something happened yesterday. Who went to the Kings yesterday? I don't remember. Is he in the player pool? I know Joseph is gone, but where did he go? Who did they get? It's a guard. They got a guard. I forgot. I'm kind of, I even forgot. Oh, Delon Wright. Oh, there we go. Chat coming to the rescue. What's the purpose of that? Do they need Delon Wright? So there. Okay, that's who they got. So he's not going to be playing today. Or Corey Joseph won't. And who, does that matter? <laughs> does that? So Justin James gets a couple of more minutes, right? That's about it, right? So I don't, I don't think that matters. Why do the Kings need DeLon Wright? Why are the Pistons getting Corey Joseph? I mean, they, they, they could ask the question both ways. When baseball season starts, will the show be directed a little bit more towards that day's slate? Yeah, I mean, the same type of show. Baseball is a little bit easier, though. Baseball is much easier to talk about to the actual day slate. We may not have batting orders in, but it's not like that. Many of those change that dramatically. So yes, when when pregame show for 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 baseball, we do review, but we also talk about strategies for today's slate because you understand why I don't do that that much for basketball because by five thirty. Like not, none of this matters anymore. <laughs> like I would say, I would say 90% of the time something will happen that will change the context of the slate. So 90% of the 90% of the time. So then what, what's you have to throw out anything that we, we've talked about. We've had so many shows where it's like, it looks like Ty Jerome is the value. And then he's not because other value opens up. So base baseball, a little bit, more focused on the today's slate at least more so at least at least we at least there's some i mean we we sometimes we get oh, who's going to be pitching for this team type of things when it's like the fourth or fifth guy in the rotation is it going to be a bullpen game are they going to call up a guy i get that and then yeah every once in a while it's like oh a guy that normally bats seventh leaves off like those types of things kind of change later in the day but it doesn't doesn't, it's not like basketball where, you know, oh, Giannis is out. That means you're jamming in all the bucks. Harden is out. You're jamming in all the nets and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Baseball isn't like that. So, yes. So, talking a little bit, little bit more. At least I'll be able to answer questions. We could talk about it somewhat. But what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do now for basketball? That's why even even like the Morning Grind podcast. If you subscribe to the Morning Grind on iTunes, Stevie, Stevie does that. Like I don't even understand. Like the I, I get you do you, yes, the first look for basketball. You'll listen to that. But I mean, how it's they record recorded the night before. Same for baseball. We record baseball the night before. So you wake up in the morning, you listen to a podcast that they if anything, listen to that for any preliminary first look type of stuff for NBA. So Roto-Grinders, we do have that, and it is free. So anything I would say would echo that podcast anyway, and then that information doesn't matter that much. Five hours from now. 
That's why I'd rather talk about strategy. Baseball is a little bit more useful. GR saw SATA 12. What's the plan, Blender, since baseball has afternoon and evening slates for this slot? Well, I mean, I, I, I review the main slate, whatever the main is. But on those days, like uh, I looked at the, the schedule for uh, for next month, that there's some like weekday afternoons, like, like one o'clock slates. So this show will just be on earlier. So there are four days in April where this show will be on at 10 in the morning Eastern because we will have Grinders Live at 11.25 Eastern. That's why I said, I said before, I said earlier, I, earlier in the show, I said right in the beginning, Subscribe to the channel. Get them to hit the notification bell. There'll be a lot more in April when baseball starts up. I mean, there'll be some days like with the, the I do the pregame show at, at 10 in the morning, Grinders Live at like 1130, crunch time at 1230 for baseball, and then Grinders Live for basketball at 530, and then crunch time at 630 for basketball. And then on the days where their baseball is playing at night, then I'll the pregame show at at eleven is normal, but then we'll have like a four thirty MLB Grinders live, a five thirty NBA Grinders live, and then at six thirty is like a combined crunch time. So you have like Roth, Meansy, and Cheese on, where where obviously Meansy could answer the basketball stuff and Cheese answers the baseball stuff. Because both slates would lock at seven ish, right? NBA would be at seven and MLB would be what? 705, 710, that type of thing. That's going to be happening. April's going to, April's going to be a busy month. It's going to be a busy month, but we'll be here. We'll be here on YouTube. So subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, give me those thummy thumbs on your way out the door today. Let's see what the trading deadline gives us. And let's see if it affects today's slate at all. None of these teams trade anyone. I mean, we're going to be stuck playing Nick Batum or something like that. There's no value that opens up, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, and, and I'll be back, as I always am. Uh, 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern on YouTube. For the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders dot com.